Hey there, busy moms, do the words personal finance make you want to curl up with a good? Anything else? In this episode, we're chatting with Sarah, a mom just like us, who's turned her financial woes into triumphs and now empowers other moms to do the same. We're diving deep into practical money management, the importance of mindfulness, and lovingly bulldozing that taboo around talking about money. So grab a cup of something warm, tuck yourself in on the couch, and let's take the scary out of financial security together. Welcome to the Mama Genius Hub podcast, your hub for all things motherhood and self-discovery. I'm your host, Michelle DeKaiser, here to empower and connect you. Genius isn't a word around here, it's our guiding light. Guiding kids' genius, empowering mama's purpose, navigating motherhood, igniting connections, including the transformational powers of women's circles, unleashing self-care, and success stories of mothers just like you. Join us on our journey to live in your genius zone. Subscribe and let's do motherhood together. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mama Genius Hub podcast. I'm so excited to have Sarah here today because we're going to talk about money. I know it's one of the things that all of a sudden you're like, (gasps) money, but she's going to help relieve some of that from us. So let me go ahead and introduce her. Sarah is a mama to two boys and passionate about all things personal finance and real estate investing. Yes. She's been involved in real estate industry in several capacities for the last 10 years. She's been a rental property owner and investor for almost eight years and believes in the passive stream, which are the key to financial security, aren't they? The greatest joy she gets is from helping empower other people to achieve their financial goals and dreams. She doesn't believe that, that things are only financially rich. She feels that there's richness to all of us, that whole package. We're going to talk a lot about that. And our as we find our true passions and create that place and reaching our financial goals, we're able to live our lives without getting in the way. She believes money is a tool for everyone to live their best life. The key is learning how to be mindful about it. So we're going to talk a lot about the money aspect and the, the practicality of it, but then also get into mindfulness. Welcome so much, Sarah. Thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm great, Michelle. How are you doing? Good. And it's funny that I start off with how you're doing because it's like this natural thing in you. And we're going to jump into that when we get to our questions later, because we've been talking about this on the podcast left and right. And yet it is so ingrained in me. I'm trying to break <laughs> that habit as we speak. But what I really want to ask you was more about what led you down this realm of wanting to help people with their finances? So a lot of it uh, comes from my my own story of, of financial journey, of course, um, which is um, I had a tough start to my financial journey early in my 20s, uh, made some bad mistakes with a partner that I was with and ended up uh, and down a different road financially and, and ended up at 20 years old declaring bankruptcy. And that really pivoted my entire life from that point to thinking much differently about money and where I wanted it to play a role in my life and getting it under control and not letting anyone else uh, influence me on what I'm doing and what's important with my money. So that was the start of my journey. And then it basically um, took multiple turns as journeys do (laughs) through the years. And uh, the biggest the biggest thing that why I feel so passionate about sharing this with others is that the keys to how I have been more successful financially really revolve around um, just strategies and routines and habits. And I feel like those are so easy to put in place 
and easy to automate in the world that we live in today. But there are those things that people just kind of just don't get to, or we think, you know, it just seems too hard, or I don't have any money. That's certainly the biggest excuse, you know. Um, and so people end up not doing anything. They end up freeze, you know, um, and not doing anything because they either sometimes don't feel like they're worth worth that um, action, or they feel that it's just too much to take on. And it's a, sometimes a mindset issue. Oh, I, I can't agree more with that. I mean, I, I felt the same way too with like the freeze and not doing anything and, and just starting to own it. So let's, let's go just start right away with the practicalities of it. So someone who's never really taking control of their finance or something, where mm -hmm. do they start? So the thing that I start with, with all of my clients is to sit down with literally the last month of all of your expenses, pull from your bank accounts, um, credit cards, where is all that money been going this month? And that's a good place to dissect and just kind of highlight, break out, you know, however you need to look at it to see where did my money go? Because that's the, really the best way to see where you can figure out the picture going forward. Because um, you can sit down and, and say, you know, I make X amount of money per month and uh, this is what the gurus say I should be spending on my housing and my car and my groceries, you know, and those are certainly great guides, right? Because um, we don't want to be spending, you know, 60% of our take home pay on our house, you know, it's certainly going to drown everything else. However, uh, that's that's not what you're currently doing, right? So, so getting the picture of where you're sitting today uh, with your finances and then trying to then figure out, does that actually depict what I want? Like, is that, that, that's where the mindfulness comes in. Am I actually being mindful with my spending or am I just like, you know, it's Tuesday and um, just have no energy and I have food in the fridge and I'm just going to go out to eat, you know? Um, we all make those choices for sure as busy moms, um, and there's no fault in that. But if that's not in the picture, you know, of your goals and your finances, then it takes you off track, you know. So it's either putting that, that if that's important, making sure that that's in that picture of where the person wants to be. And if that's something they're like, no, I really don't want to do that. I, I really want to be more mindful. I want to stay. I want to eat the food that I've got at home, that sort of thing, wherever their goals and, and mindset is. It's really sitting down and thinking about that because I feel like, right, historically speaking, most of us just, the money's just on auto drive, right? It's just like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it comes in and some bills go out and then the rest just kind of woof, disappears, you know, and it's really easy for that to happen. And then we say, oh, you know, I'm broke. I don't have any money for vacation, you know, and it's like you probably you you may very well have had the money for those priorities, but you didn't set it aside. So it went to something else because that's just what money does, unfortunately. I mean, how many months do we come to the end of the month and we're like, wow, look at this extra five grand. I didn't even know where <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Right. So we just find a way to spend it. So it's more that mindfulness, creating that plan, looking at the history and where you've been, because you can't figure out where you want to go without kind of looking a little bit on where you've been. And that's the key first uh, step to take. And then from there, it's creating that budget um, to try to figure out where do you really want your money to go, right? And do you have different goals and aspirations? You know, maybe... 
you know, us as moms, right? We, <clears throat> we're torn in every direction, right? We're trying to juggle the kids here, there, and that money just ends up, you know, like out the window in our, in our brains. And we also might not have it at the end of the day for activities that maybe we want our kids to be a part of. And we're, we feel then bad that we have sort of disorganization in our finances that our kids then, you know, we feel like our kids are suffering, right, from, from that disorganization because there's just not much left at the end of the month for them to um, be in soccer or take a drum lesson or something like that. And so um, if that's something that's actually important to that person and their family, then that's where the mindfulness comes in because then they're going to think about in the budget when they're creating that really making sure that that is the priority, right? I want to be able to have this money each month and maybe it gets automatically sent over to a different bank account. Some of that is around automation too, uh, with especially bigger picture goals like vacations or maybe retirement um, or let's say buying a house, you know, things like that. If we don't have those a little bit out of sight, uh, that's, it's going to be so easy to touch. And that was probably my, Number one way of once I kind of um, after bankruptcy and, and got back on track financially, then after that, I got married and, you know, slipped in a little bit of credit card debt. And then as soon as we kind of got it together, maybe a year after we were married, uh, I said, OK, this is over. No more credit card debt ever again. And we are going to start a bank account at a different bank. Nowhere we ever go. Right. And that became that auto thing, you know, where I had set it up with my bank, my um, paycheck, where literally twenty five dollars a month. Literally, that's where we started, you know, went into that other bank account and it's not touchable, you know. And at that time, I don't even know if you could transfer between different banks, you know, uh, like it is today even. Uh, but having that automation then and then that twenty five becomes fifty and that sort of thing. And so it's having those different bank accounts set up that are untouchable for those things that are truly important for those goals. Like I said, vacation or, or house or college, maybe. Let me, um, the word budget though, a yeah. lot of times has that negative connotation. Yes. And, and yes. as soon as you say it, it's just like, oh, well, as soon as I put my finger on, like, if I have to dilly in money here and there, well, then I'm not going to do the things I want. So how do you rectify that with a mindset of it yeah. all? Uh, that's a great question. I know that um, there are some people in the industry that call it um, a mindful spending plan versus a budget, um, because it, it really truly is that it's the, the money is going to go no matter what. Right. And if it's if you look at it as restrictive, right, then it's going to feel restrictive. The goal of a budget or let's say a mindful spending plan isn't to restrict. It's to reprioritize. Right. Uh, because you're you're wanting things that you're not achieving. Right. And that's the goal. That's the reason that you're thinking, OK, I want to get this in line and create a plan because you're just feeling like I don't have it. It's it, I never have enough left to do these extra things that I want to do. And so creating that whatever plan you want to call it, you're, you're right. It's completely behavior and mindset. And it's not numbers at the end of the day. It's this creating a budget and thinking about the, the goals it has little to do with the dollar amounts, right? 
it has everything to do with the mindset and the the behaviors around reaching that. But there's one, because you mentioned the the values and the vision and stuff. So what do you recommend people to start with to put that into place first? I know that even Mm -hmm. comes before you really want to look at the monthly to like see where you actually want to go. So what do you recommend for that? Yeah. So we first sit down too with looking at, we look at that history and then we sit down and discuss three key goals. We talk about what are some goals that they're really wanting to achieve in the next year. And then we look at a two and 10 year plan, you know, two two to 10 year plan. And then we look at a 10 to 20 year plan, right? What is each person, of course, at different ages in their lives. So those are going to look different for each person. But maybe for us moms, you know, um, kids still at home, that might look like, you know, the next year we, we, let's say it's a vacation, right? Um, And so it's make it's creating that goal for ourselves, whatever that looks like for the next year, whatever's important to us, right? Uh, Maybe it's even like, uh, some people have an, you know, an aging parent, and they want to be able to bring them into the home, right? And so that might look like maybe a home remodeling project or something bigger like that. Like I need to make space for my loved one to come be in the home. You know, sometimes it's picture, it's things like that. And so it's creating, it's, those are the reasons that, um, that mean something to each of us, right? Um, that, that give us the drive then to want to, uh, basically backward schedule how what does it what does it mean financially all the steps that it takes to reach that goal that means something to me that's not monetary usually you know um because those a lot of times so the when you think about okay let's say a vacation right um it has little to do with how much it's going to cost it has more to do with what you have envisioned in your brain as the ideal vacation or something that you know is important to your family that you really want to experience with them it's about the experience it's about creating the memories you know things like that and then the budget comes second if you will to that but that's where the goal the the vision and the the dreams if you will um are the driver because without that we have no passion to really work towards that. It's just this pie in the sky, like, yeah, I just want to have a little extra money. You know, I just want to not feel so tight, you know, and it's like, well, what, why, why then? What's, what's the reason behind that? What, what is it that means something to you? So I know people struggle also, I feel like budget goals, those are all like big words that all of a sudden like people just stop listening. Yeah. And I've, I've, I found that. So, and you mentioned like the, the, next year's goals, the two to seven year goals. So yeah. I'm wondering if you could just lay out a sample, what that would look like for one person so that people could start. Cause I know that visualization is hard for some people yes. like 10 years out. Well, I have yeah. no idea what that, what that kind of goal would even look like. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. just having that sample to like, well, that's not what I want, but then it yeah. at least sparks an idea in my head. So this yes. is what I want. Yes. Yes. So I'll use the uh, example of the vacation, right? So uh, let's say that you're like, yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to take my kids to Disney, right? That's definitely a popular one um, for us, you know, moms with younger kids, for sure. Um, or probably kids of any age, right? Because that's where you can always be a kid. Um, so Disney uh, is certainly not cheap, right? There's certainly different ways to get there on a budget and all of this sort of thing. But let's just say that you um, have in your mind or have talked to maybe um, a Disney trip planner or something like that, or talk to friends and you're like, yeah, we're going to 
the, this dream of this Disney vacation, and this is really going to be like $5,000, you know? And so it's then sitting down and saying, okay, what does that look like each and every month? I have this dream. I want to take the kids next, um, you know, summer, right, to Disney. So a year and a half from now, right? And so how much do I need to save every month uh, to get to that goal, right? And that that means then not being credit card debt and stress after the trip, because that's, of course, you know, a whole nother level of stress that we don't need moms, right? Like we have enough stress besides having to now pay credit card debt from this dream that we try to achieve for our families. Either way, you're going to pay the money. Why not pay it? Why not plan ahead a little bit for that? And so it just takes sitting down and thinking, all right, what does that look like each month? And let's just, let's say for simple math, it's $500 a month, right? Um, in order to get to that goal. Well, you're like, oh, well, I don't have an extra 500 a month. So I, Sarah, these goals are not achievable. Are you kidding me? You know, of course I'm going to have to use a credit card or whatever. Uh, but that is where you say to yourself, all right, do I, future thinking, do I want to be in credit card debt after this trip? How does that make me feel, right? How will that make me feel? Is that totally, am I totally fine with that? Well, then I guess, right? But that's not going to help you get to maybe the two to 10 year goal then with having that holding you back, right? But so step one, thinking about the goal. Step two, thinking about what that looks like monthly to set aside. And step three, then creating, a lot of people like to do like a visual on the wall, you know, that they hang up, um, especially great idea for a trip that means something to the whole family. So the kids are like, yeah, of course, we want to go to Disney, you know? And so you're like, all right, well, in order to do that, you know, we're going to take measures each month maybe to reach that goal. So maybe month one, it's just um, looking at ways to save money, right? We can really probably all save a little bit of money. Of course, the grocery store is a, you know, really stinks today going to the grocery store compared to a year ago even. But there are still plenty of ways to save. And so maybe it's sitting down with the family and thinking about a meal plan, right? How can we save even $100 a month from groceries, you know? Um, maybe you look at uh, changing your insurance, um, checking into, you know, shopping around for insurance policies. Maybe you look into your current, you know, budget and you say, well, we're kind of spending quite a bit of money maybe on um, interest, right? Like maybe we do have credit cards now that are high um, or different things that maybe we need to focus on that first so that then that frees up, let's say you're, let's say you're paying $500 a month already in credit card payments, right? And you think, okay, let me work on paying that off. Then that 500 can allocate towards this trip goal, right? So it's different plans for different people, of course, but I think uh, creating a visual on the wall of maybe milestones, you know, uh, we reached a thousand dollars towards our goal, right? And we're going to have a pizza night, you know, like with a coupon or uh, <laughs> some sort of budget friendly way, right? Or something that means something to your family, having a movie night with popcorn in the house, you know, uh, whatever. But there's a lot well, of- I love, I love that with the visual of bringing the whole family into, yeah. into the- and, and really showing the kids how to earn that or, yes. or different ways to do that. Also, yeah. though, I will kind of want to go further out a little bit because, I mean, a lot of moms with young kids are like, there's no way I can think 10 years from now. Yeah. Like, that's not even in the realm yeah. of possibility. Like, my yeah. brain wouldn't work that far. Yeah, right. So I don't want to, again, unlock possibilities in this podcast. And so, like, yeah. what are some things that they can start thinking about to unlock that vision for themselves? 
So I think, again, that comes down to what is important to them, right? In 10 years, that probably, you know, for many of the moms might look like the kids are starting to be out of the house, or maybe they're all out of the house in 10 years, you know, maybe that looks like a little bit of an empty nester situation. Um, so what is that <clears throat> visual, you know, visualize what that looks like to you, and what you want it to be, you know, right, maybe Maybe you want to return to work when the kids are a little bit older because that's where your passions are. Maybe, you know, you are working, you're a working mom, and maybe you just want to have like a little bit of time to then, you know, like, okay, decompress, the kids are out of the house, I want to travel a little bit more. Or maybe you're like, you know what, I, you know, I'm approaching retirement age, maybe when the kids are out of the house, like, oh my gosh, how in the world does that happen, right? And so thinking about those sorts of goals, um, you really want a backward schedule because, of course, the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest, right? And so the best way to actually reach those bigger long-term goals, like big picture thinking of retirement or things like that, that, that starts, you know, yesterday, right, is the best day, right? But today is the next best day to start those plans, right? And so the more that you can think further out, the cheaper it will be because the less you have to put in today, right? I mean, $100 today putting towards your retirement, you know, if you wait 10 years, that might be you have to put in the same, you know, same to get the same goal, maybe $500, you know, a month. So definitely those are important goals, but they're, they're pie in the sky, unfortunately, for many people, right? Hey there, busy mamas. I know exactly how you feel. Overwhelmed, frustrated, and barely find time for yourself. Guess what? I've been there and I found a way out. I've got something just for you and it's called Busy Mama's 10 Ways to Reclaim Your Morning in One Minute. You see, during the chaotic times of getting my kids ready for school and wanting to pull my hair out, I realized I need to start taking care of myself too. It wasn't easy, but it was necessary. So here's your free gift for your first step to taking back your mornings and enjoying them again. And there's a bonus too to help you organize your mornings with your kids. So claim it at connectingmamas.com slash it's time to stop doing motherhood alone and start supporting each other. Because we're just in the day to day, right? And so thinking about the fact that we've got a big, that big goal, right? And what, when do we think we want to reach that goal? Is it 60, 65? Is it 70? Is it 75? How long do we want to work, right? How long do we want work to be optional? You know, at what point do we want it to be optional, right? We all, we all know we can't work forever, right? I mean, at some point health will, you know, come in the way, you know, and we just physically won't be able to work anymore. And sometimes for some people that might mean 55 and sometimes that might be 75 or 80 for some people. But having that plan in place of what that person's goal is, um, that way then you can really visualize looking backwards and figuring out where you, wh what steps you need to take today. But I think the a lot of it comes down to automation, honestly. I mean, think about if you've ever been at a job where you had a 401k, right? Or a 403b or a pension or something like that that you paid into, you just do it, right? You just do it. There's not really a lot of thought around it. It just happens out of your check, you know? Um, and so that's how if, if you don't have that anymore or you're not prioritizing that where you are, I mean, set that up or do it to the side. Set the same priorities for yourself because the goal is still the same, right? Maybe retirement and that big picture thinking. But the, 
the strategy to get there has to shift depending on what's going on in our lives. You know, whether we're, you know, a lot of struggle too is um, stay at home moms, not prioritizing themselves in that picture, right? The husbands are off working and having maybe a 401k there, you know, so they're, we're, they're set up, right? But what if something happens, you know, um, you know, God forbid, right? And the wife isn't taking care of herself, you know, financially at home. And maybe that's just saying, you know what, I, I have no idea what the future holds, but I need to make sure that I've got a little something, you know, for myself, you know, um, maybe a, a little retirement account or a, just an account at the bank, whatever it looks like, um, and making sure that they they feel valued and have have that security as well, right? And that can be really hard. That's a whole mindset uh, challenge for moms, for sure. Well, I think that's what the whole point of like why like why we're doing this is yeah. this podcast is that we want to open up those possibilities because. Yes it feels like we're in the midst of the kids being there forever and there's no time to breathe or think, yeah. but honestly it does go by quick. I mean, I look at my son now, he's about to turn 13 in a couple of weeks. I'm like two years before he's looking for a driver's license, I know. And like I know. driving and like, that's not that far away. I mean, these 13 years have gone by in a blink. Yeah. And yet, even though it feels like we're, when we're in the midst of it, that it's so hard. And so mm. I just want to really hone in and giving them, that's why I was asking the questions in terms of the vision is to just, yeah, open up the ideas of curiosity yeah. to kind of start thinking yeah. about what is your vision. Yeah. And even if you don't have it right now, at least putting, remember that we've always talked about the RAS is the rectangular activating system is putting that into place so that as you're opening it up, ideas will start flowing into what do you want to do? Because yeah. I've been in the situation working with some of the moms who have become empty nesters and all of a sudden like, <gasps> my whole life is like, destroyed because yeah. I didn't, I didn't take, like you said, we weren't taking care of ourselves during this process as well. And all of a sudden the kids are gone. Now what? Yeah. And a lot, that's a lot of times when we talk about that, that um, one friend puts as a midlife meltdown. Yeah. yeah. Cute. And she, I love how she describes it, but that's what happened to her yeah. because she didn't think about that. And you get so lost in what we yeah. say, the busyness of it all, which is why we have, we get to that question in just a moment is looking at, why do we say that we're so busy and, but yet we're not thinking about what we actually truly want. Yeah. And sometimes we hide in that to, Business. to not think about those things. But yeah. Sarah and I are here to financially op get you start thinking about that, but also the mindset of mm -hmm. what do I want? Yes. Just start asking, even yeah. if you don't have an answer. Yeah. Simple process of starting to ask. Yeah. Open up those lights. Those Absolutely. We are getting close to running out of time. That um, is there anything else you want to add about the vision or anything along those lines? So again, I just really want women, moms, women, everyone to start opening up the possibilities yeah. of what they yeah. want. Yeah, exactly. Just really just overall that women, the mom empowerment, you know, that we, you're right, we do hide behind sometimes that busyness, you know, and, and we're definitely all crazy busy with the kids, right? And life and sometimes work and and yeah, unless you really sit back and sit down and think about what do I, what do I want, you know, long-term here, um, it's really easy to not prioritize yourself. And um, at the end of the day, they're, they are going to go and be gone from the home, right? And we are going to be left, you know, on our own. And what is that, what do we want that to look like? I think is where the, the, 
the thoughts need to go in now on making sure that that doesn't have that feeling, that feeling when that happens, right? That you kind of have a plan in place, you know, of where, where you want to be at that point in your life and what options you want to have. So I, I think, just, yeah, it's excellent. I just got this picture as you were talking, but almost looking at your parents or older people yeah. and look at the ones what sparks like what are what are the ones that you look like oh they're having a great time that's what i want to do yeah like that's yeah. so good to look at people's examples and models and like Absolutely. so looking at um in-laws parents friends that are like having the life that you want yeah and then even asking them questions to what they right. did to get there yes yes absolutely i think that's key is i think we especially when it comes to money we don't we don't really ask people about money right um and i'm kind of one of those people i'm always talking about money people know that about me and my circle of life and i it's not a taboo subject for me i love talking about it and to me it's just a tool right because my goals are to retire right one day and I see myself on a beach sipping margaritas right <laughs> maybe not for years on end or anything but you know how long until you get bored <laughs> right exactly exactly but you have to kind of have like this vision right uh, it's what drives you it's what fuels you daily to reach those big those big goals that are so far away right so now yeah, before we switch into our five questions I got one more for you that you just sparked in my head is you mentioned that for you, talking about money was not taboo. Yeah. How do you suggest people start those conversations and who have felt it was taboo? Yeah, that's a good, that's a great question. I think knowing that, you know, we don't, we don't just come into this world with knowledge of everything, right? Everything that we know, we've learned fair, right? And so without learning about those things, how do you expect that you're just going to naturally just get it, right? And unfortunately, especially, I mean, they're doing a little bit better job nowadays with personal finance in schools, but but they definitely didn't um, so much in our era. And so we don't have a lot of those fundamentals, but who we can learn from are, like you said, like our aunts, our uncles, people ahead of our time that, you know, are maybe retired and have this, have what we, what we visualize that we would like, right? And I'm telling you, those people want nothing more than to help out the next generation, you know? So having, I think once you start the conversation, just getting over yourself for a minute and saying, you know, okay. This is going to mean a lot to that person when I come to them for advice. Like, how great does it feel when people come to you for advice? Right. And so, so one question, one question that you would ask that person, just to, I would ask them, just ask them straight out. OK, how did you get what were the steps you took, like at my age to get to where you are? Right. You, you have what I want. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that, but what it takes is planning, right? So that's not the question we ask them when they're 90 and we're 70, you know, or whatever. You know, this is the questions we ask now to, to get the groundwork laid. And they would probably be more than happy to help and talk all about their story. People love to share their story. I love that. We're going to go dive into our last three questions. We're just about out of time. Okay. So number one for you, Sarah, what is your favorite book or resource that has had a big impact on you as a mama? Oh, there are many. Um, let's see here. The one that I've most recently read that I, I really feel um, everybody should read, um, it just changes your perspective on so many things, is called Mindset by Carol Dweck. 
And that you can uh, really apply to all parts of your life. Um, I was reading it, um, thinking more of a work perspective for me professionally, but it applies to all perspectives of life. And it just really, it helps you guide your thoughts on just a whole different thinking, honestly. It was just, it was eye-opening and I highly recommend it. It's one I talk about to anybody. And there's a billion different money books that I've read and love. And my, I have a kiddo that's um, ADHD. And so I've read a billion of those as well. And so there's all sorts of books I could recommend, but Mindset is probably a big overall book that I think just literally whatever Wherever you are in your life, you can gain some knowledge from. She really gets in and how to have that growth mindset, which I think is so yes. key yes. into our growth and development. Again, yeah. when you're not growing, I think is when we get bored or yeah. can't figure out what we want to do. So yeah. is, is, even if we don't know what to do, pick up a book, pick up a podcast, yeah. pick up something that just lets you think about something else yeah. and let the thoughts flow. Absolutely. So number two for you, what is a special family tradition or ritual that brings joy and connection to your household? Uh, something, I mean, now that we're in the holidays, right, we're thinking about those sorts of things and that, that we all have our little traditions that we do right around the holidays. But um, one thing that we do, like without a doubt, every year for Christmas time is we go through one of those lights, you know, those lighted places in the car. We always go down to a Jellystone um, just south of us here. And that's just something we all, a lot of times we'll put on our little Christmas hats, you know, our little Santa hats, and we'll do that. And that the kids just know right? That that's what we're going to do. We're going to see Santa while he's there. And that's a good, a, a huge tradition for us at Christmas time. You reminded me, we still need to go to Jelly Stone. <laughs> <laughs> right? We haven't gone yet this year. We usually go real close to Christmas. It just kind of gives that whole vibe, right? You know, right. So, yeah, it's a good time. Yes, Santa. So number three, I think we've, we've been touching on quite a bit through this conversation, but again, that idea of I asked her up, how are you? Like, it just is automatic and I cannot, I'm working so hard and breaking it. But then we always answer, I'm so busy. So I really want, which is how we seem to always define ourselves, whether we're moms or just even in society in general, like I'm so busy, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so what's your take on how to change that mentality? Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, I think that uh, when we say I'm so busy, right, um, it's not actually all it's doing is putting us all kind of in the same bucket of negativity, right? Um, we're just thinking it's busy, it's busy, it's busy, right? And and sometimes it's just reframing that to thinking, you know, busy isn't, while it can be bad, certainly, right? And we can get fried out from being too busy, um, busy isn't necessarily a bad thing all the time, right? We're busy because we're we're giving so much to so many people, right? Um, to our loved ones, you know, maybe our employer, maybe our, you know, uh, different volunteer things that we're a part of. And I think maybe just um, reframing instead of just saying, you know, oh, I've just been busy, is saying maybe one thing that you're doing right now to like improve your life. And then that may connect with the other person. You know, so for me personally, I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. So I just started Weight Watchers last week. And so that's something, you know, I could say, right? Um, when people are saying, oh, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing Weight Watchers right now, right? And so I'm becoming more aware, right? And they might say, oh, you know, how's it? And then it's connect, it's connection, but on a more positive level, because you're thinking about something that's actually helping you grow. And that person might feel the same way. And they might say, oh my gosh, tell me more about that. 
right? Or, oh, I totally did that. It is tough, but it gets so much easier or whatever. I love that, how you reframed it. And I also loved reminding people of the phrase, tell me more, because it's always a great way to to bring that away from yourself and just really hone in on listening to the person that's in front of you. Number four for you is describe what genius means to you and how do you feel when you're living in your genius zone? I think uh, genius for me uh, feels like when I'm sharing something that I I feel really passionate about. Honestly, that's when I feel like, wow, all the light bulbs go off and I'm like, people appreciate, you know, maybe what I what I bring to the table in this situation. And that to me is when I can really get in my genius mode, right? And my my growth happens there, right? Because I'm able to see, get some feedback from them on perhaps ways that I can improve because they have a whole different perspective, right? And until I actually talk with somebody and really, and delving into their lives truly and, and taking down some barriers, right? I, I can't grow either because, you know, I'm not getting that feedback either, you know? So I think it's, it's bringing down those walls and that's, that's where the genius really, I think happens. I love that. And our last one for you is how do you encourage your children or any child to explore new skills or passions to live in their own genius? Uh, Well, I mean, every kid is different, of course, with that. My kiddos are, are not creative or things like that, but they are very physical, especially my younger ones. So so for me, it's uh, getting him involved in any kind of sport that he can get out some energy. Um, and sometimes it's a mindset thing for him, too, because he's the kind of kiddo that would rather play video games and uh, sit at home. And so we're like, no, we actually need to, you know, get out there and, and see, you know, what what opportunities exist. And I think that's that's where we parents all together um, have to be open minded as well and open because our kids might not look like what we wanted them to look like and what their interests are, because they might be very different than ours. But it's definitely thinking about, all right, where, what, what are you interested in and how can I foster that? And that's usually for, for us, it's been getting into programs. Uh, park and rec programs are off, obviously awesome and usually low cost and give them a chance to try out this or, or that. And then adventuring from there on to, you know, finding their niches, right? I love that. Now we're just about out of time. So tell everyone um, how they can get a hold of you and then give them one last financial tip for the day. All right. Uh, well, you can find me. Uh, I have a Facebook group um, called Mindful Money Mama. I also have a website, uh, www.mindfulmoneymama.com. You can find me there. You can uh, shoot me an email. I have connections on, on there to um, directly link to my email. Uh, you can um, also find me on Instagram, Mindful Money Mama on Instagram. And one last tip, uh, probably the the biggest tip for right now, well, uh, for the new year, as this will be coming out in the new year, is to think. It's a, obviously January. It's a great time to get organized, right? And think about okay, well, it's last year, and what do I not want to do this year, right? So even if it's not coming up with that dreaded budget, you know, right now or any of that stuff, just sitting down and thinking about maybe what are three things 
that you feel that you can make an impact and change in, in this next year um, that you feel like didn't go the way you wanted them to go last year? And how are some ways you can just sit down and think about just three things, right? Not the whole thing, not 20 years of retire into retirement, but just three things that you can implement in the next month or two, and then making a little bit of a plan around that. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for being on here. So remember that it's just three. Let's not go above and beyond just whatever comes to you at this moment for that. And keep connecting with each other. And I'll see you next time on the Mama Genius Pod Hub podcast. I'm going to have to work on that because I'm still tongue tied <laughs> on that. Bye, everyone. Bye. Before we wrap up, here are some specific key takeaways to remember. Number one, start thinking about your financial vision, even if you don't have it all figured out right now. By simply asking the question and keeping it in mind, you'll start attracting ideas. Number two, if tackling your finances seems daunting, begin with a small step such as tracking a month's expenses or setting up an account. It's about starting somewhere. Number three, try to change busy into productive. Instead of saying you're busy, list out what you have accomplished or are working towards to give a positive spin. Number four, seek to understand your financial habits and triggers. The awareness can help you make better choices and sustain long-term financial health. Number five, remember it's okay to start small when setting financial goals. The key is to start and make it a continuous process. Take one action step at a time. It all adds up. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mama Genius Hub podcast, where we aim to inspire, connect, and empower extraordinary mamas like you. Your support can make a difference please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more mamas on their genius journey. Until next time, stay connected and keep shining your unique light in our community. Let's do motherhood together.